BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, your BYU Cougars back at home to face the Pacific Tigers. Now, the Cougars were on the road two nights ago. They were in Moraga, California, taking on 16th-ranked St. Mary's. The Gales handed BYU its third conference loss and swept the regular season series. The Cougars played tough. They kept things close. But once again, it was just too much Jock Landale who followed up his 31-point performance in the first game in Provo with 32 in Moraga. The guy is absolutely fantastic. Now, T.J. Haas continued to shoot the ball well for BYU, leading the Cougars in scoring with 15 points. Yoli Childs, who, by the way, had been sick prior to the game, he gutted it out, played 26 minutes, scored 14 points. Elijah Bryant had 13. The beauty of college sports is that you don't have to wait forever to get back on the the court, the field, whatever the case may be, and get the bad taste of a loss out of your mouth. BYU back in action tonight, hosting Pacific, a team that beat the Cougars in Stockton earlier this month, 67-66. to Now, the Tigers lost at San Francisco Thursday night, 69-67, so they're coming off a loss themselves. This is a really important game for BYU, not only because the Tigers are a game back in the conference at 5-4, and four, obviously, with a win already keeping distance between themselves and Pacific is certainly a big deal. Now Pacific from a style perspective is quite different from St. Mary's so the coaches certainly working with the guys to be ready for that obviously they have played them they're a little familiar with it but it definitely is a style change from a Thursday game to a Saturday game one of those coaches that will be talking to the players getting them ready to go is Quincy Lewis and I talked with Quincy about the loss to the Gales and facing the Tigers again, here's our conversation. I want to ask somewhat of a uh, logistical question. After Thursday night's game in Moraga, what's the process over the next 24, 36 hours or so once you guys get back to prepare for a Saturday game? Uh, it starts with uh, the assistant coach who's in charge of the scouts. So uh, the Pacific game is, is with Coach Lacombe, and uh, he will have done a, a lot of work on them prior to even the St. Mary's game. So when we walk in here this morning, uh, you know, Friday morning, that we're ready to go and we can watch a lot of stuff on them. How much do you look at the previous game, even though you're getting ready for another game, how much of it is still reviewing what took place in the previous game? You know, if we're in a staff meeting, that will be the, the beginning of it for sure. And we'll talk about it after the game a little bit as well, you know, and maybe on the plane. Uh, but we'll we'll definitely hit that first and then uh, get on to Pacific. What was your overall impression of the game against the Gales? You know, I thought our effort was really good. I thought we made, you know, we got after it. Uh, but you know what, you have to have your best game to beat those guys at their place, and we didn't shoot as well as we needed to. You obviously see it a lot more than I do. And as a coach, I've got to imagine that that really hasn't been an issue this year in terms of getting 
ultimate effort from these guys game in and game out, regardless of the outcome. No, but one thing you like is you go into a hostile environment like that and you're playing a top 15, 16 team in the country and your guys really compete in that environment. And that's the thing that you like and you just know that you have to get just a little bit better game offensively and you can be right there. I was talking with TJ before the game at St. Mary's, and one of the things he talked about was his confidence level and just how much his confidence level has grown over the last couple of games and obviously shooting the ball better and averaging 15 points a game over the last five. How much of that do you see as a coach, just the, the fact that when players get that confidence, it's kind of like this light goes on? Yeah, and, and you know he's really he's played better over the last few weeks. But really, it was maybe a week week or two before then that you could kind of see it in practice coming, where he was just getting a little bit more comfortable with what we were doing. But it just took another week or so to manifest itself, you know, in in the games. All right. So, what do you remember from the game at Pacific in Stockton at the beginning of the month? Well, I thought we were just a little bit sluggish in that one, and uh, they really had a good game. They really drive it. They really drive it, and they they have some good players. They're a much improved team from last year. It's a different style of team than what you just faced, so how do you, how do you switch that up from game to game like that? Yeah, and in a lot of ways, it's a different style team from most of the league. Uh, it, uh, boy, they... Um, I mean, they're they're about going to the rim, and they they get to the foul line a little bit. Especially the the Reynolds kid gets there a lot. Uh, they have a big kid that protects the protects the rim on the defensive side, and I tell you, it's a good team. I mean, they had St. Mary's beat at home, and they just let it slip away, like it's happened a few times with some people. But uh, this is a good team, and they're one of the teams. And, and again, just because a team has picked a certain spot in the preseason doesn't necessarily mean that's the way it's going to play out. But I think it's safe to say that they have been one of these surprise teams, based off of what kind of what you were talking about, and the fact that they played well. They're five and four in conference. What has been your overall impression of this WCC from top to bottom? Because because there really have been some really interesting matchups this year. Yeah, I, there's boy, there's some good teams, and you know it's interesting. You look at a Pacific, and they didn't start the season that well, um, but they are not the same team mm-hmm. as they were in November and early December. And I think it's just because they've got some new pieces in there, and Damon has really done a nice job with them. Because of what they like to do, what are those things you guys need to make sure that? that you're working on and performing at a high level tomorrow in order to beat them? Well, we've got to really help each other on defense. Uh, We've got to be in gaps defensively. And then when the shot goes up, we really have to find a guy and block out and make sure they only get one one shot at the thing. Appreciate the time. Good luck. All right, thanks. Appreciate the uh, conversation with assistant coach Quincy Lewis. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center site of tonight's BYU versus Pacific basketball game. Our courtside conversation coming your way next with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. It's been a gorgeous day in Provo, Utah. Looking for a fun game tonight at the Marriott Center as the BYU Cougars host the Tigers of Pacific. Let's head over to the Marriott Center for a courtside conversation. Mark Durant, back on the broadcast tonight. Mark, how are you? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing great. I was uh, sad to miss you guys the other night, but uh, we're back and ready to go again. I'm going to ask you a very important question, and I want you to uh, do this without Googling anything. <laughs> Can you tell me which one is Ao and which one is Teo? 
Yes. You can. Good. You don't need to do that. Just it was a yes or no question. Fantastic. <laughs> and I for did Google that, it. Yeah. For those for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, the hip hop group uh, Ao and Teo will be performing at halftime. And for those of you who don't know who that is, you're probably aware of the viral video uh, that went out and was featured everywhere a couple of months ago of. Cosmo and the Cougarettes dancing at a football game. The song that they were dancing to was by Ao and Teo. So they're going to actually perform tonight with Cosmo and the Cougarettes at halftime. How excited are you for that, Mark? <laughs> well, usually I go to the uh, back room and uh, refresh myself, you know, but I think for this one, I, I got the front row seat to Ao and Teo. Are you kidding me? I'm not leaving. If there's not a picture of you with Ao and Teo <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or something, I'm going to be super disappointed. I'll see what I can do. I think I'd prefer getting a picture with the Cougarettes, but uh, I'll, I'll take AO and Teo. All right. Well, let's focus on something that's a little more serious. How about this? Why is St. Mary's, regardless of who's on the team, such a tough matchup for BYU? Well, because they're super good. I mean, <laughs> uh, it sure would be a lot easier, and you'd have better matchups if they weren't so good. I mean, it starts with, obviously, with the jock down low and Really, really talented and uh, has a good uh, array of moves. So if you try and take away one thing, he can go to the other hand or step through and even step back and hit, hit a big three, maybe the biggest shot of the game there in that game. So uh, when you've got a premier big man, obviously a lot of your attention has to go to him. And then if you if you can complement a big man with really, really good shooting and they're just excellent three-point shooters particularly, uh, that's just a, a tough formula for anybody to have to play against then you throw in that that gym and that environment it's tough i was pleased actually that byu was in that game for a long time and things went against them again late you know that's a problem in both games it kind of got away from byu late and that's i think a credit to the senior uh, experience and the talent they have on st mary's but yeah yeah i mean St. Mary's, is, they got a great coach. They run good stuff. Uh, I compare it to, to the Stu Morrill Utah State teams, just really disciplined, really good stuff to get good looks, spread the floor. And when you've got a big guy like that, it makes everything else easier to spread the floor. And uh, Nar is a smart, smart player. Hermanson, the, the whole gang. Uh, Fitzner hit a couple shots. So, I mean, that's just it's just tough. You have to play your best, Jason, to have any hope and BYU just didn't uh, didn't do that. They had turnovers and missed shots, a lot of close-in misses, and you just you just can't can't do that. Expect to win against that good of a team on their home floor. You mentioned the fact that you were impressed that BYU was in the game. What else encouraged you about BYU's performance? Certainly, one of the things that stood out to me was once again T.J. Haas came out, shot the ball with confidence, ended up leading the team in scoring with 15. That was something that was encouraging again to be able to see that that type of performance is continuing. What else were you encouraged by? Yeah, well, I'll comment on T.J. He's playing great. And I know he hit a couple threes late. It kind of boosted his scoring. But he's able to really knife through defenses, put some pressure on defense, and he's scoring really nicely at the rim. Uh, I'm really encouraged by the way TJ's playing. But uh, Yoli did not play well. I know he's sick, and he didn't play particularly well. And it, you need to be able, like he like did here, you need to be able to match what Landau's doing to some degree, and he was unable to do that. And Elijah, I thought, was a little bit quiet, kind of passive. I know they were doing a lot of things to stop him. But, but, again, if you want to uh, win a game on a road against a really good team, your, your good players need to play really good. 
and uh, and they didn't do it. And uh, so BYU loses that game. And uh, I, I hope that they can uh, turn it around a little bit. You know, Jason, I go in my mind against you know some of the better wins that BYU's had, uh, especially on the road. Uh, almost invariably, I think it was because this guy had an amazing game. And in order to have those big wins on the road, somebody needs to step up and really play amazing. And no one did that. They didn't play terrible. But they didn't. No one had, a, had just a, one of those special games. And it's really what you need. And so, although TJ did play well and everyone played all right, no one had that special game. And and uh, but but listen, if BYU is going to to be able to compete, you know, you go on the road at Gonzaga, got Gonzaga here, even Pacific. I mean, Pacific's a team you lost to. Mm-hmm. You need to get better performances from your best guys, and it just wasn't quite there the other night. Certainly, there's nothing the Cougars can do about the Gales now until possibly the WCC tournament. So it's all about moving forward, which brings us what you were just mentioning to tonight's game against Pacific. They've already proven they can beat BYU. And quite frankly, they've already proven, not just in that game, but in other games, whether they've won or, I mean, they had, they had St. Mary's on the ropes and the Gales were able to pull it out. They have certainly proven they are a much better team than any of us thought they would be. How does that change how BYU views this game tonight, the fact that they've already lost to them and that this is just a team you can't overlook? Well, I credit Pacific. I mean, Coach Stoudemire's done a nice job, and they've been competitive in the conference, just lost by a couple, uh, I think three points to St. Mary's the other night and uh, just lost by two to San Francisco, and they've won more games. And I think if they win another one, that's going to be their best record in the WCC. But... Uh, you know, they've got Oconco is a, a kind of a forced down low shot blocker who caused Yoli some problems at Pacific and uh, Trip, And, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're a good team. And so I hope – what I hope is that they have BYU's full attention. And I, I certainly think coming off a loss against St. Mary's and knowing that they've lost to Pacific, that they're going to be ready to go in this game and, and really give a nice effort. Because the thing about Pacific is extremely physical. And they're just going to try and – Ram it down your throat, and uh, they're not a great three-point shooting team, so they're just going to go hard at you. So you need to match the physicality with them. They didn't do a good job in Stockton. So uh, it's going to be a battle with these guys, and you need to be uh, suited up, ready to go. And, you know, I don't know where, where Yoli is right now with uh, with his health and uh, and uh, just where, where, where he's kind of at. So, uh, you know, it's going to take a full team effort to get it done. Uh, tonight against Pacific because uh, they're a solid, solid basketball team. When you look at Pacific, and this was something that uh, Coach Quincy Lewis had brought up in uh, in the interview that we had uh, in the previous segment, he was talking about it's not just a, a different uh, team stylistically from what BYU saw against St. Mary's. He says they're, they're, they run a different scheme than just about everybody in the conference, and you alluded to it, the fact that they're going to be super aggressive going to the basket. How do you make that change when you've got a team that plays such a different style than anybody else really in the conference that you're going to face? Well, uh, Pacific, uh, I go back to the old San Diego State teams. That uh, you know, they just go in and throw it up and hope it goes in. And, but everybody's just crashing the board. So they're a good rebounding team, and uh, they're like, like I said, not a good three-point shooting team. So uh, what you can do is uh, help a little bit more. Uh, I know I've been preaching for two years not to help so much, but uh, against a team that's not a good three-point shooting team, maybe help a little bit more on the dribble penetration, good rotations down low, and make sure you're crashing and really try and get get your guards to come in and 
and get get rebounds. If if someone on the guard line doesn't have eight or nine rebounds in this game, BYU's in trouble because the big men, they're, they're always boxing out. And it's those wing players that come in that really crash that make it difficult against these types of teams. So you need five guys rebounding and really help on the dribble penetration and make you know make the, sh- the two-point shots tough to shoot and then go get the rebound. And, and uh, you know, that's it's different. Maybe you play a little bit of zone because they're not a good three-point shooting team. you got to get your zone ready to go, maybe switch up some defenses. There's a lot of different things you can do, but BYU is just overpowered in that first half in Stockton, and they, they got behind. So that's the real danger in this game. And, and it's tougher for a team like Pacific to do it on the road, but, uh, you know, they're, they're going to come at you just to go right – right in your teeth and you, you got to be ready to bite back because of what they want to do and you mentioned how important rebounding will be tonight does that mean that a, a player like dalton nixon could prove to be huge in a matchup like this dalton is uh, important and i think you know he wasn't playing against specific obviously there and uh, he's one of the most physical guys on the team plus he's able to guard on that dribble penetration he's quicker uh, but he's bigger and uh, will be able to, to to really you know i think be a, a nice uh variable in this game for Dave Rose to be able to put different lineups on the floor and uh, yeah that's what that's what Dalton brings to the table a physical rebounding bigger guy but can guard on the perimeter as well and uh, he, he may be a big difference in this game against a team like Pacific one more big picture question before I let you go now that BYU's into the second half of conference play just your overall thoughts on where you think they are with just a little over a month to go before the tournament? Well, I think they're in a good position. I mean, uh, they're, they're playing good basketball, and as rough as that, those losses were to St. Mary's, BYU is in those games and competitive against one of the best teams in the country, in my view. And So, uh, I mean, I know it's frustrating. I know fans want to win. They want to beat St. Mary's. I get it. I, I'm right there with you. But uh, the, the, the thing is, this team is very good, and they've got good balance with the Yoli inside. And, and uh, Elijah outside, TJ's playing better, and uh, Zach Sellius is playing good basketball. I mean, they've, they've got some decent depth. And, you know, I think uh, I think the hope is that they just keep getting better and better, and they're, they're playing their best basketball in the conference tournament. And I've seen nothing for me to think that uh, BYU can't really compete this year in the conference tournament. We'll see how they do against Gonzaga. But uh, certainly, I'm you know, I, I, I don't hang my head and think there's no way we're beating St. Mary's. Yeah, there, there's certainly a way and you just want BYU to keep getting better get confident so they're playing uh, their best basketball at the right time. He is the president of the South Jordan chapter of the AO and Teo fan club. <laughs> he is Mark Durant. Mark, great stuff as always. Uh, we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Alright, my brother. There's a seat here for you if you want to come over and watch with me. Don't think that I'm not considering it. <laughs> There we go. Mark Durant joining me from the Marriott Center. It's our courtside conversation. Getting you ready for the Cougars and the Tigers. After a quick timeout, we will go check some other scores in college hoops. Lots of action on a Saturday evening. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. We're going to hand things over to Greg Rubel and Mark Durant coming up in just a few minutes. But until then, 
Let's update you on some college basketball scores. We will start in the West Coast Conference. Only one game currently going on. Number 15, Gonzaga hosting the Dons of San Francisco. 11 and a half minutes to go in the first half. And the Zags with a 24 to 11 lead over USF. Two finals from earlier today. San Diego winning at LMU. 89-82 in Los Angeles. And Santa Clara gets the road win at Pepperdine. They defeat the Waves 73-59. Besides our game against Pacific. St. Mary's is at home tonight taking on the Portland Pilots. Other local teams in action today. Southern Utah went on the road at Montana State. T-Birds fall by three, 69-66 in favor of Montana State later on tonight. In fact, uh, same tip time as our game in Provo uh, at Idaho State, Weber State, taking on the Bengals. Elsewhere, it was, uh, well, actually, this game's going on right now. Second half, ten and a half minutes to go. Utah State on the road at Fresno State. They are all tied up at 47 apiece. And earlier today, this will make Cougar fans happy. Number 11, Arizona defeats the University of Utah 74-73. Also earlier today, the BYU women's basketball team on the road at Pacific. The Tigers defeat the Cougars 83-76. Cassie DeVagere leading all scores with 26 points. Brenna Chase with 18 points. Malia Nawahine with nine. Uh, Sarah Hampson with eight. Paisley Johnson, the freshman, with eight. Maria Albiero with five. Two for Amanda Weymouth. Not enough, though, as the Cougars fall on the road. 83-76 at Pacific. All right, top 25 scores. We'll go with uh, games that are final. It was number nine, Cincinnati, winning on the road at Memphis, 62-48. Auburn. Defeating LSU 95-70. to It was number two, Virginia, winning at number four, Duke, 65-63. Kansas defeats Texas A&M 79-68. In overtime, it was NC State upsetting the Tar Heels of North Carolina 95-91. Alabama upsets number 12, Oklahoma, 80 80- to 73. Texas Tech wins at South Carolina 70 to 63. Florida defeats Baylor 81 to 60. Tennessee winning on the road at Iowa State 68 to 45. Number 24 Rhode Island winning at home over Duquesne 61 58. Uh, also, Arizona State in action right now, number 21 in the country. They are leading Colorado by a score of 13 to 9. And then one other game currently going on right now, number 7, West Virginia, has a 10 point lead over Kentucky, 54 44, 15 minutes to go in the second half. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center here on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the Cougars seek the weekend split by earning a season split 
with the Pacific Tigers. BYU coming off a Thursday evening setback at St. Mary's and now out to avenge a loss earlier this month in Stockton. Greg Grubel with you on Play by Play. Former BYU basketball player and legendary beloved Ironman Mark Durant alongside for color commentary. And Mark, we're only at the halfway point in league play, but already it looks to be another season of uh, also ran status for BYU in the West Coast Conference. The Gales are undefeated in league 9 0, already three games clear of BYU with a season sweep in hand. Whether it's St. Mary's or Gonzaga, the Cougars in this league kind of always looking up, and the key for the players right now is to not get too down. they got to find a way to take care of the Tigers tonight because Pacific is looking more like a, a top-tier team in this league this season. Yeah, these are the times to try men's souls of basketball players, Greg, because you, you just lost again to St. Mary's, and they're going to win the conference, you know, in all likelihood, and you're you're really in a hole there, so you that you lose that motivation. Oh, we're out of the conference chase, but 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 listen, BYU. I mean, it's a process, Greg. And before you got to worry about beating St. Mary's and Gonzaga, you got to beat everybody else. That's been the problem for BYU is beating everybody else. And Pacific is a team that beat you. And if that doesn't give you some motivation after coming off a loss and you're at home, man, I expect an all-out ferocious effort tonight against Pacific. And I don't see it. I'm going to be disappointed. That'll tell me a lot about this team. But I think this team is a really, really good basketball team. And you can't worry about that now. You just try and get your best. You try and be your best. So next time you face St. Mary's in the tournament, it's going to be a different result. That's what you're shooting for at this point, and that should be great motivation. Coming up next, the pregame thoughts of BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Hardman. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU hosting Pacific tonight here in Provo. BYU at two years removed from uh, one of the most stunning losses of uh, BYU's WCC era here at the Marriott Center as the Tigers took down BYU. But this season's Pacific squad is, I think, better than that 2016 group, as evidenced earlier this month at the Spano Center when BYU was stunned 67-66 putting the Cougs in an early hole that uh, St. Mary's helped dig just a little deeper the other night. Uh, for BYU head coach Dave Rose, a totally different type of challenge from the one faced the other evening in Moraga, but one for which his guys had better be ready. Yeah, you know, and they're coming off of two, you know, really kind of devastating losses where they, you know, it's a one-possession game in, in both of them. And uh, and then emotionally for us, we're, we're in a different place, you know. Um, we're coming off a, uh, you know, a, a pretty uh, – emotional loss but um you know it was way more than, than just a possession or two and so uh I, I thought that we played well the other night i i, I we didn't we obviously didn't play good enough um you know I, I think that uh you know we we get ourselves in positions to to be really successful and then we kind of come up empty and and that's um you know probably really what we you know need to improve on i, I think that our game with pacific over there um you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, the, the, we, we played about six or seven minutes of, of good basketball, and I was coming out of the, the locker room right. in, the, in the second half, and uh, we got the lead, and and then we had the lead late, you know, and, and we kind of, you know, we, we didn't execute defensively, offensively. We we kind of got to the end of the shot clock a few times with some shots that, you know, were a little bit more difficult than maybe we had earlier in the clock. So execution is a really big deal here, but I, I think maybe even more than that is mentally – trying to 
you know, get to this next game, get off of what what happened on Thursday, and get on to on to Saturday, and that's hopefully what we can do early here. Damon's team isn't terribly deep, uh, coach, but uh, getting a lot out of the guys they use, uh, and Jalil Tripp in particular has been really good at that point. He's been really good, and uh, you know, had a great game against us. Maybe his best game of the conference, you know, was against us, and. He's a guy that is really athletic. He's re- relentless. He just stays with the play. All three of these guys, uh, you know, Gallinat and Reynolds and Tripp, all three of them can really put the ball on the floor and penetrate that thing and get to the rim and make hard shots at the rim in the lane uh, in traffic. And so, um, you know, those are three guys that we're, we're really going to have to uh, um, to try and contain. And what makes it really difficult is there, you know you can't guard them individually. We just don't have the personnel to do that, and so we've got to help and we've got to get in gaps. And so when that ball is is pushed out, which is not thrown out a lot because they really like to penetrate it to score, we got to close out and then be able to stay in front of them. And that's hard. It's it's hard to play, uh, you know, really good defense on on closeout when guys are attacking you on, off the dribble. So that'll be our challenge. Hopefully, our big guys will be. Uh, be ready for uh, you know all the action that that they have to help contain around there, and then we can really rebound. We got to rebound. You know, Towns off the bench, of course, and then uh, Lafayette Dorsey, uh, number one, the guy you didn't see play in Stockton, is now playing for Coach Stoudemire, and he's uh, he's been productive, playing really well too. Had a great game the other night against uh, against St. Mary's, and he's versatile. He's a freshman. He can he's got a, really the whole game. He can shoot a three. He can you know shoot it off a dribble, and then uh, you know can finish at the rim. Uh, you know, this is a team that, that likes to get to the free throw line, so we need to, you know, this Reynolds went to the free throw line 17 times the other night <laughs> against uh, San Francisco. So yeah. we, we've, we've got to be able to uh, to guard without fouling, and, and uh, you know, hopefully our guys will be ready for it. All right, so back home here for one before you take off for a, a back-to-back road swing next week. Uh, home games are games you kind of count on getting in league. These are, you know, uh, these are really important games. Uh, the back half of this, we've got four at home, five on the road, yeah. and so uh, we need to get all the wins we can. Coach, good luck against Pacific, and we'll talk to you post-game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. That's Dave Rose, Santa Knights, Zions Bank, Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar Tip-Off show coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, up and This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center here in Provo. Tonight, BYU home to Pacific. Fourth game on the five-game WCC slate today. Earlier today, San Diego went to LMU, won 89-82. San Diego now 6-4 and four in league, LMU 1-9. Pepperdine also 1-9. The Waves lost at home to Santa Clara, 73-59. Santa Clara goes to 5-5 five five in league. Underway in Spokane, it is USF at Gonzaga. And the Zags leading at 31-27. The Dons making a comeback late in the first half. Later on tonight, Portland 
will play at St. Mary's. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you. Joined by our statistician, Tanner Wilkinson. Jason Shepard's our studio host, and our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, on satellite. Get us at BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air, KSL News Radio. Network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and around the world online at BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com, KSL.com, as well as the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Radio app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn Radio app. We're really glad you're joining us this evening, wherever you were or are tonight. Hope you enjoy the game. Well, BYU's loss at St. Mary's Thursday reinforces the Gales' status, Mark, and you hit it earlier, uh, as, as the favorite to win this league. And the Cougars... It's their most troublesome nemesis right now. As good as Gonzaga is and has been, St. Mary's is, is as tough a nut to crack. Five straight losses for BYU against the Gales right now. Indeed, the Gales uh, are right there with Gonzaga as you know conference powerhouses. BYU 4-11 against St. Mary's. Now 5-11 against, Gonz- uh, against Gonzaga. Now 5-11 against St. Mary's. That's 9-22 against the top two teams in the league. And that's part of the reason BYU is still trying to play for its first conference championship. But really, it, it's it's the trouble against teams like Pacific that's the trouble St. Mary's and Gonzaga generally avoids. And for a historical power in the Mountain West and the WAC, BYU, it's been tougher to, to get to the top of this league than I think a lot of people thought it might be. Yeah, I mean, I think the expectation was we're in the Mount West Conference. We're winning the championship every year uh, against good teams. We go to the West Coast Conference, which is deemed a, a lesser conference. Oh, so we're going we're gonna to dominate, and, and that's the expectation going in, and, and it hasn't been the case, certainly. I'm frustrated. All the players and coaches are frustrated. Fans are frustrated, but you got to kind of step back and look at it objectively. This is a league. Uh, that has had Gonzaga and St. Mary's, two, two, two really, really good teams, and they happen to have had some of their best years ever. I mean, Gonzaga was in the national championship game, for heaven's sake, last year. And, you know, if you were in a league with uh, Kansas or North Carolina or something, you wouldn't expect BYU to win that league every year. But that's not to give an excuse uh, and not to say BYU can't compete. I think that's where the focus is now, that we have to get better so we can beat those guys. But like you said, uh, and like I said before, we can really worry about competing with those guys every year we got to do what they do, and that is beat the Pacifics and beat the Pepperdines. That's where the separation is really right there. And then once you do that, then you can worry about competing for a conference championship against two really good teams. All right, when we come back to the Marriott Center, my pregame conversation with Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks. The Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. All right. The BYU and Pacific coming up. Tigers top the Cougars by a single point in Stockton. It was a heartbreaker three weeks ago today. BYU missed multiple chances in the closing seconds to win that game. Pacific then went on a run. Uh, to jump into the WCC's upper half. They won four straight, but they do come in off of back-to-back losses, including a two-point setback the other evening at San Francisco. That said, no doubt that the uh, Tigers uh, improved over just even a a few short weeks ago. As assistant coach uh, Luke Wicks shared with me a short time ago. Yeah, we've taken some strides. Uh, you know, looking at our schedule, we played a top 50 schedule, and we, we knew going into the year 
that it was going to be a challenge with a, with a new group and kind of like we, what we talked about before, it was just a matter of time before our guys mesh. And we've gone into some hostile environments and, and we played well in some of those and we played not so well in some of those. And that's kind of the maturation process of, of putting together a team. So um, we're, we're happy with where we're at. Are we satisfied? Absolutely not. Do we have a long ways to go to get to where we want to be? Absolutely. So, um, you know, the guys are continuing to buy in. They're bringing it every day in practice. And with, with eight scholarship guys on the roster, you, you require what you can. You're getting the most out of them. Isolating the BYU game itself back at your place, how important was that one win in kind of sending you off on a, on a nice little run? Well, we, we've kind of gone into each week and seen the, the first week of uh, first couple weeks of conference schedule. I mean, we were at Gonzaga, we were at St. Mary's, we were home for LMU, which we thought was a must win, which we took care of. Got that one in overtime, yeah. yeah and, then, and then obviously we would like to split that first two weeks and, and losing at St. Mary's obviously put a big emphasis on the BYU game and um, we challenged our guys and said, hey, we recruited you all because you said you wanted to play on the stage and here's the stage for you. So uh, the BYU game, we got the result we wanted. We said the same thing to them in the St. Mary's game. We came up a little bit short. How good's Jaleel Tripp been for you the last couple of weeks? You know, Jaleel's been a, a steady rock for us uh, for most of the year. You know, a little inconsistent at the beginning of the year, but throughout most of our games, if you look at the, look at uh, what he brings to our team, uh, he'll impact the game in so many different ways, not just scoring, not just rebounding, not just assisting. He puts a lot of pressure on defenses, uh, and, and he's really started to become a lot more comfortable running the point. Um, and, and, and he's been good. Now we just need a couple of these other guys, you know, to consistently step up. I think in the last two, three games, Lafayette Dorsey, one of our freshmen yeah. from L.A., has really stepped up. And um, we knew he could play. It was just, you know, all freshmen have a learning curve. And just getting him to understand defensive concepts and where he needs to be and how hard he needs to play every possession uh, was a big thing for us. And, and when we called upon him, we said, hey, Laf, we don't need you to win the game for us. We just need you to go in there and do what you do. And he's been able to do that. Yeah, we didn't see him play in the first game in Stockton. Yeah, and, and you know, he obviously against Pepperdine, we knew we could throw him out there. Uh, no discredit to that team; they played us. They played us right down to the wire. Um, but we knew we could get some things out of them because defensively they weren't great. We knew Loft could come out and and do his thing and give him a little bit of confidence, and that kind of carried over into the St. Mary's game where you're playing off a lot of emotion. Uh, we had a great crowd out there, so um, it, th- those two games really gave him a lot of confidence. Well, BYU knows how tough it is to play St. Mary's, but you've done it as well as anybody this season and so close to getting the upset. Yeah, you know, it was, it was unfortunate. We, You know, one more basket, one more shot goes down. We get one stop. Uh, it a could be a, a free throw, absolutely. You know, that was the one thing. Jaleel goes 4-10 from the free throw line, 4-9, but he missed the front end of a 1-1. One yep. one. Um, we, we're up 3 with 3.52 to go. We get a 3 that rims in and out. We miss a tip in. One time we suck in, which we didn't want to do, and, and Nar found Tanner Krebs, which you guys know full yep. aware, fully aware of what that kid can do out there, and he hits a, a dagger 3 on us. Um, but... You know, there's no more victories in college basketball, but you can build on it. So any anytime you lose a game like that, you can still learn a lot about your team. All right, uh, you've won four of six. BYU's won four of five. You get Cougars second time here in three weeks. Do they look any different to you from uh, three weeks ago? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, obviously T.J. Haas is playing with a lot more confidence. Averaged 15 points over the last five games. Um, I believe it might have been uh, Coach Cleveland on, the, on one of the broadcasts said, you know, yeah, now that you're playing some of the bottom teams in the league, so it does help to get a little bit of 
confidence back, but you'll take that at any point. Um, so he's playing well, and, and, and Yoli and, and Elijah are always going to kind of do their thing. And I think bringing Cell just into the starting lineup has allowed you guys to stretch the floor a little bit more and space the floor. So when you are throwing it into Yoli, he's had a little bit more room to work. Or when you're coming off of some of your ball screens, you can't shrink the court as much as when uh, maybe Worthington's out there or one of the backup bigs. Well, Coach Wicks, uh, good to get your perspective as always. Welcome back to Provo. We'll see you in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Thanks. All right, that is Pacific Assistant Coach Luke Wicks, which leads us to tonight's You Be the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Yoli Childs, who, by the way, will not start tonight. He's not been feeling well this week. Luke Worthington starts over Yoli Childs this evening. Yoli's on a nice nice run of uh, double-figure scoring games, 20 in a row and counting. Who holds the BYU single-season record for most games with 10-plus points? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it to give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, the BYU and Pacific coming up top of the hour. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Yoli Childs on a nice streak of double-figure scoring games right now, 20 games in a row and counting. Who holds the BYU single-season record for most games with 10-plus points? Okay, so they play more games now, so you got, that takes out the Angels and the Durants of the world. Not me, obviously, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I haven't played the Jimmer card for a while. I got to think Jimmer with the Sweet 16 a couple years ago. That's got to be it, right? It was Jimmer in the Sweet 16 year of 2010-11. BYU played 37 games that year, and Jimmer scored in double figures in all 37 games that year. So you got to play a lot of games, and he's got to be good in every game, and he was. So Jimmer Fredette, 37 in a row, is the BYU single season record holder. More of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, getting you set for BYU and Pacific. We'll get our Timpanogos Regional Hospital injury report coming up after the National Anthem. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. Our National Anthem.
it to Bridget Christensen of the BYU Athletics Corporate Sponsorship Team, one of our colleagues here at BYU with a fine rendition of the National Anthem. Injury report time now. Braden Shaw and Ryan Andes both recovering from knee and ankle sur- uh, procedures, respectively, uh, are on the shelf for the rest of the season. And uh, Yoli Childs has been under the weather, will not start tonight. All right, uh, Kig- uh, the Cougar Tip-Off show wraps up as we tell you that the starting lineups and opening tip are coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 